Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde, I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome our amazing guest today, Gregory Baller. Right now, he's the Vice President of Development at Transwestern. He's originally from Philadelphia, born and raised. He got his mechanical engineering degree at FAMU and a master degree in commercial real estate at Georgia Tech University. How is everything going over there with the coronavirus and everything? Are you in Atlanta right now? Yeah, I live in Atlanta. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been kind of caused to be, I guess, one of the hot spots. Um, uh in in Atlanta and um you know I'm not exactly sure um yeah definitely what uh what caused that cuz i mean the mayor has been very um proactive i would say in um you know putting in the restrictions waiting uh until after you know waiting a good time after the governor uh lifted the restrictions uh, before she lifted it for Atlanta, um, and uh, you know, still, you know, took a took a little while as far as opening up clubs yes. and different things like that. So, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but you know, I mean, other than you know, as people start to get out a little bit more, going in, into the offices or you know, socializing a little bit more. Obviously, is a good is a greater chance that uh, that uh, you know, you know these cases will increase, but and and people will get tested more. I think you know more accessibility now to getting tests done. Um, you know, is going to be more cases. So um, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, um, that makes sense. I think we are in the same. We are our situation is pretty close here in Texas, also. I even think yeah, Houston yeah. is the worst city right now, as far as uh, as that as the coronavirus cases. But we just hope that it's gonna it's gonna wind down eventually. Uh, if ho- we pray that everybody just try to f- do their best to help out in any way they can and just yeah. get this over with. I agree. I agree. Let's jump right in. Uh, did you were you born in Atlanta? No, no, I'm originally from Philly. Um, Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. How How's that transition? How did you come to Atlanta? Um. So, uh, I mean, I I ended up going to uh, Florida A and M uh, University, uh, just on a uh, college scholarship. Kind of okay. Course. Yeah. Was it? Uh, no, not even. I didn't. I didn't even have a scholarship, and so that's, you know, that's what kind of makes my story a little interesting. Yes, but, sir. Um, but yeah, so no, so I, I um, was playing football. I knew I uh, wanted to do engineering, um, 
and later on I found out I wanted to do mechanical engineering just because of my love uh, for uh, thermal thermal fluids, thermodynamics, uh, engines. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I just really, I really loved engines. And so I wanted to, my thought was that I was going to design uh, the NASCAR engine. Wow. And, and so, and so one, you know, I realized that mechanical engineering was the direction that I needed to go. Um, physics came very easy to me. Uh, math became very easy, came very easy to me. And so uh, it, it was a good fit. Um, I actually planned on going to uh, West Virginia, uh, West Virginia University. Okay. And uh, the, the thought was that I was going to uh, walk on and play football there. Um, but they also have a really good engineering school. Yes, sir. And uh, and and coming out of Philly, you know, coming out of Philly, I uh, um, my uh, I was doing pretty well football-wise, but I tore my my lateral meniscus my uh, yes sir senior year yes sir in uh, in high school, and you know it really kind of changed my whole perception uh, as well as paradigm on uh, sports. And, and really realizing just how quickly uh, it could be all over. And so, um, you know, I really kind of shifted to the education standpoint. I was still pretty depressed, but uh, my parents, um, they heard about a guy, uh, a, a black guy that he was a doctor. He had his own practice in Philadelphia. Uh, he was a well-known alumnus of Florida A&M University. Um, and each year he would take kids from inner city Philadelphia down to FAMU, um, as, as we wow. call it for short, um, to, to just get them exposed. And, and he would, uh, he was well connected with deans, uh, as, as well as with, um, any athletic, uh, coaches as well. And so, you know, when you flew down there, if you wanted to major in something, he could connect you directly with the dean. If wow. you wanted to play a certain sport he would just tell you to bring some tapes and he'll connect you directly to uh the, the coaches and so um you know I went down there just really you know my parents sent me down just thinking it was something to pick up my spirits you know going down to Florida they did not think that I was going to say that that was the school that I wanted to go to yes sir and um went down and visited and uh I fell in I fell in love with it I mean it was a, a beautiful campus um, you know, I think it's just the most beautiful people and um I've never seen so many beautiful uh women all in one location. <laughs> um and uh, you know, and then also, you know, educationally, um, they had a really good engineering program. So Florida A and M uh has a, a a joint uh school, engineering school with Florida State. Yes, sir. And so it's 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 FAMU, FSU college of engineering um and and so you know I, I was like okay well I don't feel like at all I'll get um any less of an education um here than a, a PWI yes sir. um because I'm sitting right next to Florida State students you know so um so that was great and then um uh football wise uh it was still a division one uh school and so it's more it was back in those days. It was Division One AA versus F. It's called FCS now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, you know, so I felt like it was a good chance I could still compete on a on a pretty high level, being that it was Division One. And so yeah, so no, I I, I called after my my visit. I, I called my my parents and said, hey, this is where I want to go. And thankfully, my parents were supportive, not knowing how I was going to pay for college. So, That's amazing. Um, That's, but they, yeah, they, they were supportive, though. That's amazing. You mentioned that you, you at the early age, you, you had that love for thermodynamics and fluids, uh, mechanical, like the, the basic subject of mechanical engineering. Uh, mm. when, when exactly did that uh, love for those kind of stuff, like, were born in your heart like how how did that come along growing up yeah so it was in it was in middle school um is when i really just started getting a love for for cars mm-hmm. and uh and and engines and you know i used to my parents would give me um basically the the cars uh that you could build uh like the toy cars that you could build you know basically from scratch but it's 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 every is so detailed. It's very detailed, and and you know you get into every single intricate part of an engine. I mean, it's um and so um and my mom, you know, I actually <laughs> I remember telling her in middle school that uh I wanted to I wanted to work on NASCAR engines and and things of that sort, and she basically was like, I said I wanted to go <laughs> be a mechanic, <laughs> and, so, and she was like. She was like, well, you're really good in math. You're really good in science. Um, and, you know, so you should look into being an engineer. Mm. And I said, what's that? And, and so back in, back in those days, you know, you have a bookshelf. You know, my parents at least, and in most, most houses, you know, it would be a bookshelf of uh, encyclopedias. Okay. That would be there. And so um, my mom basically pointed me to the encyclopedia and told me to go look it up. Wow. And, um, and so, you know, obviously that's all before the internet, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, she she uh, she directed me to it. I looked it up, and I realized that okay, these are the guys that design it, um, and you know, they get they get paid a lot more money than these guys, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's way before you even get into the physical aspect of it of it being manufactured and assembled, and so. Um, um, wow. that really piqued my interest. Uh, I started getting into airplanes, turbines, really understanding force, right? Drag, lift, uh, wake, things of that aspect, right? And, and um, you know, just by reading the encyclopedia. And, and so um, that's what really kind of uh, got me intrigued early on. Definitely, definitely. That, I, I really think that early exposure to this kind of stuff is definitely beneficial to to the young uh, generations. Also, I feel like the the, the lack of knowledge about these uh, multiple options that are out there for so many of us is the the lack of exposure. I think nowadays it's more about video games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So growing up, you grew up in Philadelphia. What kind of family structure did you grow up in? What were some systems that were set up? To just keep you out of trouble and kept you focused on football and academics. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm one of six, uh, um, and I'm wow. in I'm in the middle. Uh, I got you know both both parents in the household. Uh, my 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 two older siblings are are my half siblings, but they were, you know we were so 
close um, that I, you know, I, I never considered them to be uh, half siblings or whatnot. And so, mm-hmm. um, but, um, um, but yeah, so, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of us <laughs> yeah. uh, in a house. Definitely, and, and I'm in I'm in I'm in the middle of five boys, uh, one girl who, who was the oldest. Man, and, so you um, definitely needed to learn how to play football, <laughs> how to be aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you definitely had to know how to stand up for yourself and uh, you know demand attention when you needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, you know you also learn how to be independent as as, as well. And so um, my my dad just realized that the best way to do that for for a bunch of boys in the household um was to uh put us in into sports definitely and so um at a very early age around like six uh is when we all played football we played basketball we ran track um you know we did baseball etc like whatever whatever uh, we were interested in, but at all points, uh, we were doing some sport um, outside of school. Definitely. Was education a privilege or an expectation? Yeah, no, ed- education was expectation. Um, you know, bo- both of my parents were heavy on education and um, my dad, he had, he had went, he got an associate degree, uh, and he always wished that, uh, he was in a, he started out in the military, um, and was a drill sergeant and actually retired from the army. And then, and, um, my, uh, my mom, uh, she ended up going back to school and getting her master's, um, <clears throat> basically right, right before, um, I went, I went to college. And so, uh, she she ended up uh, being mm-hmm. a teacher and uh, ended up retire, retiring as a, as a teacher as well. Wow. This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It doesn't matter what you start out with, it matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And pay it for. That's my definition of that example. So you move into, you're going to farm you for, uh, for engineering and also uh, football. Did they give you any scholarship once you made that decision or you walked on? Yeah, no, I, I walked on. I walked on. Remember, because you know, I had to. I had my torn. I had my torn lateral meniscus um, in my knee, and, oh, and so okay, okay. you know, I didn't have any film really, other than, other than you know, for other than my junior year, for me to uh, use. And so, 
no, I, I ended up walking on the spring of my freshman year. Oh. And um wow. ended up ended up making a team. Oh. Uh and so I ended up uh playing playing linebacker and played uh played all four years and, and earned a scholarship uh a couple years later when um when when we got a new a new head coach in. Wow. That's amazing. And and that's exactly what happened to me in high school too. So I I came to I came from Guinea originally and I started also ninth grade here in the United States and I got into football and they got me as the kicker for the varsity team and uh, I I started playing corner cornerback a little bit uh, my senior year and I tore my meniscus also and I had to get surgery yeah. it was exactly the same situation and when I came to UT I tried to walk down until I realized it was impossible to do chemical engineering and football at the same time at UT so I just ended up not doing it yeah no uh, I mean listen I I definitely understand it I mean it's uh it's one of those things, at least you at least you try right I definitely. think um you know it's about the hardest that's the hardest story is to one walk on and and play division one football and then two to do it you know with engineering it's 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 really demanding and it, i think it just takes a certain individual yes sir. um as well as, as as well as the right situation um you know for for that to happen and so no i mean I, it was a a lot of time management mm -hmm. uh for me because you know i was also heavily involved within uh student government and uh, my fraternity and so um you know, it was I was always doing something. Omega, um, right? Yep, yep. Omega stuff. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And so you you mentioned that leaving Philadelphia and making the decision to go to Tallahassee for with Farm U. I know, I know it was very uh, Farm U is an amazing school, and you really you 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 loved it when you went to visit. But how hard was it to leave your family and just go to Tallahassee and uh, how hard was it to adapt once you got there? I mean, truthfully, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, it's, um, it, fortunately, uh, you know, my parents, uh, if it was any opportunity for me to, um, go places and, you know, just kind of, uh, traveling outside the country or within the country, and if it was a time, you know, an opportunity for me to do it um, with without them, right? I might be going with, um, you know, my school or going with uh, some teammates, right? And so, you know, like for for example, like so, I played a AAU basketball, and you know, at, at the oh, age yeah, of sixteen, yeah. you know, we we went to we went to Rome, we went to Rome. Italy, wow you know and, and i didn't uh, know they do that you know just from yeah yeah i mean they travel so much they wow. travel so much that's amazing that's amazing how was that i mean it was great i mean it was great exposure i mean we was able to uh we was able to you know just see another culture um and you know gotta get see a lot of history that's there 
you know, but we also we at that time we played against the actual uh Italian pro team. And so, you know, even though we're sixteen, you know, sixteen year olds out coming out of Philadelphia, um are uh I would say at, at the top of their game for most people probably coming into college. Um, you know, basketball is taken pretty serious in um in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so no, that was, it was great exposure. And, you know, I've taken other trips and whatnot to like Mexico when I was in, in middle school, you know, with, with the school. And, and so from a standpoint of being away from home, I've, I've gotten that exposure. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, going down to, to Florida and m I mean, it's just, it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful place. I mean, I, I just, uh, Tallahassee was not too big of a city, um, but not too small of a city either. You know, I mean, it, it still is the capital uh, of Florida. Wow. And um, and so, no, it was, you know, it was tough, I think, maybe initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was able to get over it. And, and I had a bunch of, it was a bunch of friends of mine that, um, um, that we ended up becoming really close that were from Philadelphia and from that area uh, that were down in, at, at FAMU. And, and so that also helped as well, you know, being around people that are, are from where you're from. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, so you got your bachelor degree in mechanical engineering at FAMU. Then you decided yep. to uh, go get a master's degree uh, in real estate. How, how did that decision yep. come about? Yeah. Yeah, so um, my senior year, you know, you, you do uh, all of the engineers do a uh, a senior project, mm-hmm. and and for that senior project, during that senior project, uh, which is a, a full year type of thing, um, we work directly with uh, a mechanical engineer, and. Uh, yeah, I got to see what he does on a day-to-day basis, and yeah, I was really turned off um, by by just uh, yeah, he's in he's in this old industrial building. Yeah. He's in this uh, he's in this cubicle that is old as ever as well. He's not you know no socializing um, at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I just, I just remember just thinking like how bored I would be, um, because I'm a pretty, you know, unlike most engineers, um, I'm a pretty social. Yes, sir. Guy. I exactly know what uh, you mean. And, and so, you know, that that is uh, that's a little atypical. And so, when you find somebody that has a engineering mindset um but they can uh be personable yeah it's uh a lot of people gravitate to definitely and so and so yeah so for 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 me uh i was looking for an opportunity to where i could leverage my technical Mm -hmm. background but um, you know, be in a position to where I knew I could uh, exemplify my leadership skills and, and my personality. Wow! And uh, Jones Lang was 
Jones Langless style, uh, also known as JLL, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the top top three global commercial real estate companies. Um, they were recruiting that year at FAMU. Okay. And so they were looking for um, they were looking for diverse talent. I mean, just to, just to be frank, I mean, commercial real estate is not a a diverse industry at all. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, very hard to get into. Uh, a lot of times, everything's based on relationships, and most relationships are um, family related. You know, there's a, a lot of nepotism as well. Um, in in that industry, and so um, the president of uh, JLL's Project and Development Services Group, which is basically project management, right? Mm-hmm. So what they do is they basically uh, represent uh, tenants or companies and manage any type of development projects that they have, um, you know, basically from from scratch. So they manage the scope, schedule, and budget of those projects. Um, but they won't provide like the they're not going to provide the the equity or the debt of the deal. So nothing with the capital stack, uh, and they're they're not um, you know going to acquire the land or anything of that sort, right? So the companies typically have the financing and they already have acquired the land, and they just need the resources and technical technical expertise to be able to manage the architects, the GCs, and the engineers, and so. For me, when they came recruiting and they kind of explained a little bit more about what they do, because I thought they were a law firm by the mm-hmm. name, um, a little bit more of what they do, I was like, oh, this this sounds perfect. And it sounds kind of like a automatic promotion to where uh, I'm managing the engineers, not necessarily I am the engineer, <laughs> right? And so, um yeah, I, I, I really like that. And it would be challenging as well because I'm I'm managing other technical uh aspects that I might not have a lot of good insight on, right? Wow. You know, so um so yeah, so um ended up um getting recruited out of there uh and was 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 selected um and started working in Atlanta. So I've been working in Atlanta for about 10 years now. Well, uh, uh, same amount of time I've been, I've been in the industry. This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. Doesn't matter what you start out with, it matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And pay it for. That's my definition of that
Wow. I, I was going to ask you, like, did you have, did you had any doubt? Uh, but I'm guessing you didn't since, since you got the opportunity to manage even the engineers, right? I was wondering if you had any doubt uh, transitioning from any engineering job because you worked so hard to get that uh, degree, right? And just going to commercial real estate. Did you, did you have any doubt? Did you take time to think about it or was it just a jump? No, I mean... This is what no, I want to do. No, no, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, what I realized is people that were doing project management came from all backgrounds. People that had business backgrounds were project managers, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so uh, I was just like, well, no, I, I don't. And I mean, if, you know, ultimately, once you're, a lot of things are taught, even though you get a degree, it's, it's yes, just sir. a degree. You know, what matters is the actual practical experience that you get. And that's where all of the learning is, is done. Everything that you learn in school really all theoretical um, and is not anything necessarily other than that you have the degree that kind of gives you the access but uh, as far as knowledge base everybody's still looking at you as if you are you know still entry level and yes so, sir um no no it wasn't it wasn't any doubt i just knew i needed to learn how to read construction plans and um one thing i knew for certain is that the civil engineers um you know uh, what they were doing was a lot easier than what the mechanics engineers <laughs> yes, were doing, and so I felt like I could I could learn that pretty easily. Um, their plans aren't they're not too complicated. Um, yes, sir. So yeah, so no, that's that's uh so 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 that's what got me into commercial real estate, and then after being with JL for about five years managing different types of uh, commercial projects, so. I've done student housing, um, I've done uh, retail, I've done um, uh, industrial or, or mm -hmm. warehouse distribution. Um, and uh, I realized one thing, I had the technical expertise, I um, you know, had the project management aspect down pat um, from a technical aspect, um, but I did not understand the business acumen mm -hmm. yet, right yet, right? So I didn't understand the investment analysis. I didn't understand, you know, the capital stack and things of that sort. And so um, I realized I was enjoying the industry, but I needed to understand the business side. And so that's what drove me to getting my master's okay. um, in real estate at Georgia State. Okay, I see, I see, I see. So you, so you had some experience, you put some your foot in there a little bit and make sure you... You, you understood what you wanted to do, and then you went and got more education. Exactly. That's amazing. Yep. So initially, as a project manager, how hard was it to adapt just in the professional world, coming from college right away? How hard was it? Um, I, you know, it was, it, you know, the good thing is that I had a, I had a mentor uh, that was there, and he was actually the guy that recruited me. Um, and uh, he was able to kind of just, provide you know more kind of just overall guidance um, mm -hmm. but you know it's definitely tough um, looking around and, and saying uh, how homogeneous I would say culturally it is you know it's, it's basically is a lot of white guys mm -hmm. um, and if you do see um, black people you know it's rare that they are in professional um, roles, you know, they might be more in 
support role. Yes, um, sir. You know, secretaries, coordinators, and things of that sort. And so, um, no, I think you know, I think if anything, it probably lit another fire up 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 under me. Even though um, I already had enough fire up under me. I mean, you know, I'm, you you can imagine I I got to walk on mentality. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I'm going. I'm going. Going from. Uh, I'm going from, you know, having multiple things that I'm doing between football, education, and then other social things. Um, you know, I'm going from all of that to just focusing on one thing. And being right? an underdog. You know, just, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I have a lot of time uh, to dedicate to it, and, and my work ethic is on another level. And so, you know, for me, I just felt like, um, you know, whatever I did – certainly uh affected not just me but it affected future higher that's like you um, exactly at our black exactly. wow wow yep. that's 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 an amazing point of view that's an amazing point of view and so i felt like you had the pressure to really work hard to gain respect and i was gonna ask you how hard was it to like gain respect from your colleague around you like that are not black and uh, how hard was it to just be accepted among the group? I know you may not be looking for acceptance. <laughs> no, I mean, no, look, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's not necessarily looking for acceptance. Like, they, if you are, if you are doing the work, mm -hmm. right, and you're putting, you're putting in the time mm -hmm. and you want to learn and, you know, I mean, your, 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 your personality is in the sense to where, you want to get to know them as well. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think culturally, though, the people that were at JLL were great, you know, at the end of the day. And, and so, um, you know, no, I, I wasn't necessarily looking for acceptance. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, it was more so uh, I realized that it's all about your performance. Yes, and, sir. Uh, and I, I just always wanted my performance to speak for itself. And I realized that, yeah, look, I'm going to have to work twice as hard anyway, um, you know, for for me to be probably at the at the same level or to get the same recognition uh, that someone else that is, that is white. And so, um, you know, but I, that was, uh, you know, that was a, a, a good case to where, I, again, I, I was always ready and willing to put in the work. Definitely. And, um, Definitely. Yeah. A, a little fast forward. Uh, how was that transition after after JL and uh, Georgia Tech? How did you came across Transwestern? How was that Georgia. transition? Yep, Georgia State. Georgia um, State. Sorry. Yep. Yep. And so, and so, uh, um, so when I I was planning on getting my master's, it was in uh, January 2016. Um, uh, basically the end of 2015, uh, uh, my old manager, uh, at Transwestern, he was, he was the guy that was brought in to, um, start the, uh, East Coast platform mm -hmm. for the logistics group. So at, at that time it was called Ridge Development. It wasn't called Transwestern Development. It was called Ridge okay. Development. And so... Ridge Development was basically the industrial development arm of Transwestern Development. And so uh, Steve Cross, 
uh, he had moved down to Atlanta in 2014 uh, from Boston to uh, uh, be the East Coast development uh, guy. And so uh, after two years, after two years in, um, he had about, he had two deals, one in Miami, one in Central Florida, and he needed a project manager that was looking to expand into development. Mm-hmm. And um, he always thought that JLL did really well in training project managers. Yes, sir. Um, and so he asked for, you know, a reference, uh, a couple of referrals or whatnot um, of some guys that might be open to this opportunity. And I was one of the guys that were referred. And, uh, um, you know, we we had coffee and that was the, uh, that was all she wrote. I mean, I, um, you know, ended up joining them. He really liked, similar to myself, he has a mechanical engineering uh, degree as well. He went to Northwestern. And then um, uh, he went and got a business degree at uh, at Harvard. Wow. And wow, so um, he, he really liked that I, I had the similar background and I wanted to get the business acumen as well. Um, and so that's how uh, that's how I started with uh, Transwestern. Did you imagine being in this position growing up? Um, yeah, as I, as I was saying, no, no, I don't. Um, I don't think uh, I ever imagined that I would be a developer, um, and and then the, you know developing warehouse distributions, you know, all, all around the country. Um, no. No, I, I would have never anticipated that. Do I think that I would have been successful? Yes, because I'm, you know, I'm just a, a driven individual uh, e- either way and, and uh, would have found my way towards a, a passion. And um, But this one is something that uh, is really kind of like the, I don't know if you read the book, The Outlier. No, um, no it's a good book by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, but sir. essentially what it what it breaks down is that, you know, a lot of people that they consider successful, um, you know, aren't, they're not necessarily successful because of what they've done. Um, They're more successful just because of the situations of when they were born, where, where they were born, what their family structure was, what they were exposed to. Was it a certain program that was happening in, at their college at the time that they were there? Um, it's just something to, you know, if it, if it wasn't for JLL recruiting me in that year because they don't recruit, and if they do recruit, they don't recruit at historically black colleges and universities. Um, and then, you know, for them to be in Chicago, come all the way down to, to FAMU, um, and then for me to get, you know, get selected, um, it's just it's one of those things that I have no control over. Um, other than just continuing to uh, play the game. Yes, sir. But God's working behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm a great believer that there is no bad mistakes, right? As long as you really learn from your mistakes and, and learn from them, you definitely, every mistake is a great mistake to make, great lesson to learn. Uh, from Philly to, to Tallahassee to Atlanta, what has been, what's one of your greatest mistakes that you ever made in your life? Greatest mistakes? Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, again, I don't, I don't think, uh, I think I'm kind of aligned with you to where I, I don't really look at things as mistakes. I, I, I look at it more of, uh, lessons learned and, uh, you know, and, and everything happens for a reason that now it could be a mistake if you don't learn from one lesson and you do the same thing again, um, then that, that's a mistake, but, um, everything else is just experiences. And so I, no, I mean, I don't, um, I don't have any regrets. No. Definitely. Definitely. So as I was telling you earlier, this episode about showcasing black excellence, and I want to ask uh, the last question as what does black excellence mean to you? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think what that is, 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 um, you know, seeing black people at, at the top of their game and, and whatever industry that might, that might be in, but just being at the top of their game, um, and, and, uh, no matter what race it, it is, right. And, and so you're competing with all races and, uh, really kind of setting the tone, um, for where, what business you're in or whatever your, 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 your passion is. And so, um, and just continuing to self-educate uh, ourselves, right? I think uh, a lot of times, you know, people kind of get comfortable uh, very easily with just maybe the education that they might get at a school um, and don't educate themselves outside of that and reading books and really kind of knowing that, hey, a school is only there to teach you a specific thing and it's very theoretical. Um, and you're not going to be well-rounded. And so, you know, you, you need to, you know, do self-education books, you know, read about history, all right? Understand, uh, you know, how how this country and the world was, was built, you know, and, and structured. Because, again, that's not something that is in our education systems at all. Um, and in a way that uh, I would say shares light on, on everything. And, um, and so, yeah. I would say those those two. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. And I got your book. The outliers are definitely gonna gonna look into that and, and read that. That's good. I heard about Marcus, yeah. I heard about Marco Gladwell before, but I, I'll definitely yep. read this book. But thank you so much for for your time. I know I know you are busy. Yep. Thank you so much for getting back to me so soon. Uh, this was amazing, and I'll definitely keep you updated about the scheduling release and stuff like that. All right. Yeah, so, sounds good. Yeah, I would love to see the, hear the uh, final product. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there and uh, stay All right. Fresh. All right. All right. You too. I made the black queen's grace continually mesmerize the millions who couldn't see it when looking into her eyes. And the black man's plight no longer be the disguise. Oppression and masculation, they want to castracize it. I just want to be me. I just want to be free. I just want liberty, equity, and democracy. I just want to believe in the good of society. I just want to believe that they ain't been lying to me. I want equality. Want no more poverty. I want people to tell you it's more black people in jail for committing crimes to blacks and whites are committing equally. I want the corporate interest to crumble before on my feet. I want them to stop selling your rights to powers that beat. I want a third term for Obama we'll never see. No Democrat, no Republican, me, I want unity. I want the righteous voice speaking to my community. Don't listen to what they say and look at what they say to see. I want you to know the truth, but for that you will have to see. All people are beautiful, but you best know my people are beautiful. 